Pretty good. Yeah, it's been a while. It has, like almost two years, believe it or not. It's been two years. Oh my god. I know, right? That makes it. You know what? Really You've bad. got a great mustache. You've got like two years Thanks. worth of mustache. Yeah. <laughs> um, what this is actually maybe like two months worth of mustache, honestly. I, I grow hair ridiculously fast. Uh, well, well on my beard, at least the the top of the head has taken vacation. <laughs> yeah, it just migrates down. It's like it gravity, you know. It, it just it does. that's how that's how aging works, pal. Uh, Two years, wow. Yeah, yeah. So coming up on this is episode nine. Will be episode ninety six. Uh, so weekly releases, you know, uh, coming up on two years. Isn't that nuts? That has been a while, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's been a it's been a two year span that it sort of defies the definition of time, right? Yeah, no, it's broken, like uh, yeah. much like the timeline in Star Trek. See, we just went ahead and got the Star Trek was, out of the way. We just get it out of the way. Make uh, it Commodore, Commodore, you know where my heart lies. My We've heart is a... on that ship in that chair. Oh, I love, um, you know, they have, they're just like crazy stuff. They're just like this, this whole thing. There's like, you know what? To, to hell with your cannon. It is what we say it is. Oh, is that? You know? So here's the thing. <laughs> I don't know what your take on Canada is generally. And I think this is going to play into uh, the discussion, like, like the main discussion, right? Yeah. Like the yeah. reason that you've got this thing. Do you need me to have a bit of picture? No, you're fine. You're good. Uh, like, is this going to be on YouTube or something? Because only if you only if you say not to. <laughs> like, okay, so you... turn on the office lights. The magic robot. Not going to work. Oh, and not. I just fucked everybody on you. Did you? Do we swear here? You can swear all you like. Oh, yeah. Remarked really? explicit. Really? <laughs> yeah, of course. I don't I know what's going to come up. Oh, oh we're both wear, wearing you can, beats. You can, you can Check us out. Yeah, you can wear clean. Come yeah, you're, you're a nice guy. Uh, oh, I can. Yeah. Where did my phone go? Here we go. Okay, I just want like honestly, like just for anybody listening at home, I am. Um, in a darkened room now with uh, lit only by the lit screen. only by his studio display exactly which is podcasting by the studio lights like a lot of nits. <laughs> the, the 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 meatloaf song that just didn't land oh man you know he died recently he did it's unfortunate for him uh, Ta-da. it's getting better right yeah it's brightening up they said they turn on the office lights There it goes. Yeah, perfect. Nice. Nice. You have grown some hair, man. You've got oh, man. Are you, you kidding me? You, you got you got stuff. a COVID tail there. Look at you. Oh my god. No, I've got a COVID cloth. Look at this. It's really been two years. Watch this. I'm gonna take my headphones off, so I'm right not on. gonna hear your reaction, but dig it. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> That's like that's I'm like rock and roll as fuck, level. but like I don't. I'm old. I'm like yeah. how old am I now? Forty seven. Yeah, I'm not yeah. feeling rock and roll, but yeah, I got we're I got the hair of like a seventeen year old. I don't know where uh, your birthday versus mine is. Mine's in May, but yeah, we're forty seven this year. Oh, that's good. Uh, and that's going to play into the conversation, also. So uh, yeah. So <laughs> what were we saying? Timelines. Right? Timelines. Okay. So cool. we've established my timeline. Going. Yeah. Uh, by the way, cheers. I got. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, fixed a cocktail up for. So just to be clear, uh, mm-hmm. my take on canon is: tell me a good story, 
and I'll figure out the rest. Like right. it's never bothered me uh, that discovery looks out of place in its place in the timeline. I don't care because it's 2016 when they made that show. And I yeah. don't want it to look like 20, you know, 1966. Um, especially if I'm paying 10 bucks a month to, to watch the show. Um, well, you know, <laughs> I do think that there's, there's a subset of people who fetishized the, the future that we saw from 1960 was the exactly. future that we deserved and where we should go. And I don't know if you've watched the original series with a critical eye. Oh, recently. yes, I have. Oh, yeah. It was incredibly progressive for 1960. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, 80 years later. Not great. Hopefully, hopefully we're not in the same place kind of thing. Yeah. And while I think Disco made a good choice to sort of just get away from that and be like, you know what? Yep. We're going to do our fresh new thing. And they took a lot of heat, I think, for what Picard has done and like that, like that. Just, Disco had to go first. It's like the first new trek in a long time. Exactly. Took a lot exactly. of heat for it. Um, they addressed things more directly in, and earnestly in terms of feelings, which I had, I've got mixed feelings on. And, I, and I've talked to Maltz about this too, so maybe privately, but whatever. I don't think he's, <laughs> he's going to mind. But like broad, broadly, the concept being that, uh, you know, when you've got 15 hours before the end of Earth, Maybe you don't stop to talk about your <laughs> your your dead cat or whatever it is. It's right, like right? I, I feel for your cat. I feel for you in a million different ways. But it's now some, the time we've for got that some work to, to do here. Room. We've got right. to work here, right? Like we've got to get our shit together and get this fixed. Like it, it doesn't really matter. Like you didn't watch in backdraft as like the firefighters burst into a building and then sat there in a burning building and being like, you know what? My relationship what, is really on the rocks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. We know we could deal with that when we're all safe at the firehouse after we brought these people off of the hospital. Like exactly. there, there's, there are priorities here. That's um, it's interesting. Those two things specifically, the, the emotionality of, of discovery as, as uh, the heart, to me, it's the heart of Star Trek right now. And that's where that, you know, but but the timing can be a little bit. Wait, don't get me wrong. I like it. Exactly. I like the, I like the notion. Um, there was an aspect of me that. Uh, at first, I found Picard cold, like back in what, 87, 89? Yeah, when before, before they hit stride, knew like what the, the characters were. The first couple of things, like yeah. I came out of. Uh, watching Kirk, who feels really captaining to me, but I think that's mostly just because that's how I define a captain to be, right? Exactly. Like, you can crack a couple of jokes, but uh, I don't know, if you're going to be like the racist helmsman uh, when they first see a Romulan, he's going to be like, hey, mister, I don't care what you're thinking. We're just get your act together kind of yep. thing. Uh, and so I like that. Uh, Picard felt a little bit more like that because I think they, they, I don't think it's any secret, they sort of split the Kirk character between the uh, more intellectual or uh, philosophically guided side and right. the 
the action-packed side between like Picard and Riker, right? Exactly. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> Which is great because they gave Riker all of the lines to ask like the dumbest questions. Like he's the, <laughs> he can be the he's the classic himbo. He's the seminal himbo, you know. Yeah, as they he's say. So great at his job. Oh this yeah, is, absolutely, absolutely. Because they never ever make it feel like he's asking a question because he's dumb. Right. He's just asking questions he, because he's like, needs to be I need I need all of the information to make a command decision, and then exactly. I'm going to do it. Do I understand your stuff? No, I don't. But I just need that. But I trust you. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. uh, I mean, the classic one is uh, best of both worlds, right? Where yeah. he's like, okay, whatever. Hot wire the deflector dish, <laughs> and I'm not going to feel great about blowing up my old boss, yeah. but. Double pump the EPS conduits. We got to get it done, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, the beginning of the second one. It's one of the greatest. Right? I kind of love it. I kind of love it because Star Trek, crazy Star Trek science plans never go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. This one does not go well. Yeah. 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 (laughs) This one was like a nerve that went to bed with like a, a supermodel and just fell apart at the same Like if weird science didn't work. Right. (laughs) <laughs> right it just uh, well you just ended up with a blown up version of the barbie which doll i can't tell you how, i cannot tell you how often that just happens in actually making stuff like right? you know most of the time it doesn't work which super, is fine like super it's, hot it is fashion model just shows up in your bedroom <laughs> out of your shower that's you not know? what i mean oh, oh. I, I, i'm starting to i'm starting to regret that analogy that never happens that, that doesn't no, that happen unless happens. i've you know, it's a lot a, like candy vans and quicksand. It's not as prevalent oh, as you might have imagined. Right. Yeah. 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 Rattlesnake bites uh, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> in Canada. Um, uh, but no, like there's, there's a, there's a distinction between those two things, right? Like there is um, like a lot of software development, which is what I do is predicated on the notion of you think something, you write it, you try it, hopefully it works. You never quite trust it if it works the first time. Right. Because never. with experience, it's like, yeah, oh, that's going to screw up. I'm good. But and this, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And this was a harebrained scheme to blow up a Borg ship. And <laughs> and the guy who knew what you were going to do was Your boss. a Borg. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's like, well, that makes sense that it wouldn't work. Uh, we are way off topic. That's okay. I want to touch on two things real quick. Yeah. Backdraft. Also recently discussed uh, wow. with an actual firefighter, and he was like, "A lot of things, you know, that movie is relatively accurate as to as to what it is to fight fire." Uh, so you have that on an authority uh, from a Little Rock, uh, Arkansas firefighter. That's uh, great. I really like that movie. It yeah, felt yeah. Uh, it felt real, like not yeah. always. Like it's it's obviously a Hollywood movie, but like a lot of it felt. It had that groundedness, as we call it these days. Yeah. Uh, you know, a pyromaniac villain as a firefighter who had suffered something. That's believable. Uh, well, A, it's kind of believable, and B, also very, um, it feels like a children's myth in a way. Like it, it's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Leans like into Freddy Krueger almost, you know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's got yeah. both of these things going on at once. Like, yeah, I could see that be that wouldn't go past a week like the first time he'd try that he'd probably get busted because well i'll tell you um, there's only so many people that know how how to blow stuff up that right well without blowing themselves up well yeah intentionally so right like building 
bit, wow, this got really dark. I think it's because I'm watching, like, behind you right now, it just watching the, the Batman. Batman. The Batman. The and Batman. I'm like, hey, what's the darkest thing I can think of? <laughs> that's that's where we're going. Uh, but, the, yeah, this guy, uh, his name is Anthony. He is uh, not only he's a he's a co-player uh, in our in-person game for D&D, um, oh, cool. uh, he is also the DM, uh, GM on the game that we play, uh, on YouTube. So he tortures me, um, uh, on the weekly, uh, with, uh, nice. you know, with bad things that happen to my, my honestly good bugbear character, his name, the bugbear named Moog for obvious reasons, oh, right? Yeah. Moog is a total bugbear. Yeah. That yeah. is, that yeah. is perfect, man. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to bump up too many volleyballs for you, but it feels like this is a perfect time for you to spike down the name of your YouTube channel. And oh yeah, it is uh, Emberfell Whispers from the Stars, and you can um, you can follow at Emberfell D and D on Twitter for uh, updates, fun stuff, and uh, if you just search YouTube, uh, search on YouTube for Jumbo Thick, his channel as the Emberfell and a bunch of other uh, gaming stuff. He does some Warhammer lore and some other video game playthroughs. So uh, I just I wanted know. to touch on those two things because, you know, those things have recently I don't know you involved in that. I would listen. I, it is a weird thing to listen in on D&D campaigns. Yeah, yeah. But so this is a YouTube game. There. So you're, yeah, right. you're, you're watching. Uh, so it's just like yeah. this. But we 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 play through Zoom. He records it. There's video, um, and uh, it, it's um, based in uh, some like H.R. Geiger stuff. So very aliens influenced. Obviously, intellectually, pro- pro- property wise, it's distinct kind of thing. Yeah, it's okay. you know yeah. um, property wise, it's yeah, distinct. Yeah, it's dis- intellectually <laughs> distinct is what we call sure. it. Um, yeah. My first character, his name was Zalkar Krugan, named Krugan after you know the Krugan in Highlander. So uh, nice. all of my all of my character names have something. They they're not just you know dumb character names. One of them is, but it, it also has a story. I think all of my character <laughs> names are just dumb character names. Just dumb character names. Let them tell the story. Speaking of the story, though, we're here to right. talk about Batman and the Batman specifically. You're getting, you're getting sharp at this, pal. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. I, I've got the scoop, though. I gotta say, I've got oh, the scoop it. on the Biffcast, uh, oh, re right. the Batman, and your thoughts on it, right? Uh, you guys, did yeah. you guys talk about the Batman yet? We have not because Molt has not seen it yet, and more, more have, finally, I've not even it? spoken to Dan about it. Ah, has privately. he? Has he yeah. seen it though? He has. Yeah. Oh, okay. He okay. and uh, Tony Sindelar. Uh, yeah, I was gonna mention Tony. Mutual friends. Uh, yeah. Is. Uh, uh, yeah, they saw it together. Because uh, we're talking Batman, to- but we don't have Professor Batman here with us. Uh, uh, Authority at Batman University, um, a short podcast available on The Incomparable. Uh, and I, I do yeah. have Tony's recommended playlist as a Batman animated series playlist on my Plex server. Um, it just It's lived there for years now. Uh, so shout out to you, Tony. <laughs> Tony will be appearing on our show... Next week, I think. I was just thinking about last time he filled John, in. For John's got to right? travel, yeah. you know, so every now and then we've got somebody to pitch in. Got to um, so, no, I haven't spoken to Dan. I haven't spoken to Maltz, and I'm going to have them to, you know, I'm going to have to tell him not to listen to this. And I haven't <laughs> done it because it's less fun. You know, like, there's plenty of weeks where Maltz and I will watch something and Dan hasn't got to it, and we'll text a little bit about it. Right. But, you know, four to five 
10 texts, like not, not a lot, you know, and right. most of them are just, uh, you know, if you've ever listened to us, like half of them are just saying stupid shit and just <laughs> making jokes. Uh, and the reason is that it's kind of just more fun to save it for the show. But I do want to talk about this movie. It's a good movie. And uh, yeah, I hadn't heard from you in apparently two years. I, so, honestly, it felt it felt like six months. I'm like, it did. I just though, do a yeah. show with that guy. Yeah, I, uh, you know. <laughs> I feel well, like for the me, Commodore, even, the know. Commodore doesn't need my input on this. But <laughs> yeah, two years feels wow. It's been a minute. Uh, but we can. I want to talk about you know Batman as an entity, and then we can talk a little. You know, we can talk about the movie too, as how it fits into the mythos and everything uh but you know you and i having being of the certain age gentlemen of a certain age that we are uh <laughs> likely uh my like like myself i expect perhaps your your introduction to batman was probably the 66 the uh, the series uh the 60s series or did you get comic books or where did that journey begin i knew batman was before i watched the 66 series on tv at my nana's house in wales yeah. in yeah know let's say 1978 kind yeah, of thing, like right. 76 like around there you remember um, yeah well Very 76 young. would have been way too early I, I was 74 so that's not possible like 78 to 9 i don't know guess yeah. what i was young but yeah <laughs> i remember watching it there and being enthralled with it because uh i remember talking to my grandparents about how they were walking up walls and one of them explaining to me that like well they just tilt the camera sideways and it blew my mind. I swear to God, it blew my mind. And it made me uh, fascinated from that day forward into uh, visual effects. And exactly. how that gets accomplished, which my, my career now is, uh, well, I work on Photoshop. I've had a background in computer graphics. And, and honestly, just the dumb, dumb trick of flipping the camera sideways. Mm -hmm. It it, was it initiates a shift it in just, perspective. It changes your little brain to realize yeah. that what you see is not what you see sometimes, right? Yeah, yeah. I I loved it. Uh, so yeah, from a from a young age, I did not think of Batman. I don't think is ever inherently comedic. Uh, Bat might for sure. Like there's a, there's a category of characters, you know, but right. like uh, Batman. I think he stands in contrast to Superman and Spider-Man and like the the other heroes of the time that I was more familiar with, right? Right. In it, uh, and I, I I don't mean that he's hunting serial killers who skin people alive, it, 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 but he's he's grumpier. He's yeah. certainly got a different attitude towards life than Superman. Or, oh, absolutely. You know, Peter Parker or name your hero of the time. Even the more conflicted Marvel heroes. Except maybe Namor. Uh, Namor's pretty yeah, Namor's pissed off all the time. Dick. He, yeah. like, he was a bad guy, right? Like he was one <laughs> of the first bad guys that they turned into a good guy. Not quite totally good. Just anti-hero. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Super anti-hero. Yeah. I mean, he'll mess you up whenever you need, but I think they had him fighting Nazis in World War II. Oh, that's good. Every everybody should have fight the Nazis. Yeah. On the other hand, sort of the Soviets. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. good call. There's that. Does, There's doesn't, that. doesn't necessarily mean that everything you're doing is 
is great, you know? Yeah. Fighting Nazis is good, but not all Nazi, Nazi fighters are good. Yes, exactly. That's a better way of putting it. And thank you for getting me out of Twitter jail. Or that's what my, that's my job. That's my job yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my take on Batman. It, it, he's always been sort of interesting. The notion of Robin was very cool. Uh, when was Death in the Family? 86? Death in the Family was um, 87, I believe, uh, because... Yeah, 87 makes more sense. It, it wasn't, uh, because I was... It was, it was, was post-Dark Knight. To it was. Dark Knight Returns. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so, and I, I can make it, I can relate it because uh, my story as a teenager uh, is my uncle... Uh, Alvin, uh, he's only just a few years older than than myself, and so he, uh, we went and saw Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure uh, at the movie theater, right? And we're across the way from where we were. We we're getting our concession across the lobby was was this poster, and it was kind of hard to discern because if you'll recall, like the the theatrical poster for Batman, the oval was cut off at the sides, and so it was not quite a complete picture. Um, yeah. And so it took a minute to kind of resolve. And I was like, what in the what now? You know, because I'd been watching the 60s show on like Nickelodeon or something, uh, but just loved it. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I don't recall if there was a preview on the movie or not, but we did go then down to uh, a bookstore uh, that used to be a chain called Hastings. And um, while we were there, uh, he bought me a bat signal pin, like to wear on my, on my, uh, backpack, which stayed until, uh, like I graduated. Uh, and then my first Batman comic book, which was, uh, issue 440, uh, the beginning of uh, a lonely place of dying, which introduced oh, Tim yeah, Drake yeah. as the new Robin. Yeah. So yeah, where he killer place. Caps, right? Yeah. That's no, that's Jason Todd. Todd. That's Jason oh. Todd. Yeah. Tim Drake, I, oh. Tim Drake figures out who Batman is and shows up in the Batcave think... essentially. Yeah, Jason Todd is the one who died, and he got busted stealing the hubcaps off the Batmobile. They did retcon that though. Yeah, they I they retconned so. that out. Oh, do you know what I'm remembering? A an issue drawn by Norm Brayfogle where I think they recapped right something. And right, I got no, that his original was, introduction after Death of the Family. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like Todd's that. original introduction was stealing the hubcaps, but I think then they retconned it into something a little less, uh, uh, something yeah. like that. And then, but Tim Drake figured out who Batman was and came. Which is pretty to, badass. Like, yeah, that's exactly. That's really how you get to be into, Robin. <laughs> going into the de detective aspect of it, right? Exactly. Uh, and that was a five-part crossover between Batman and Teen Titans. And I did not get to read the entire story until I subscribed to DC Universe years later and, and had access to the Teen Titans. Because I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to go buy extra comic books was yet, that, you know? Was that during the press run? I think it was. Uh, I think so, yeah. It was an excellent yeah, so cover. The in introduction of, like, uh, Deathstroke and, and... Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We know yeah. the Titans did it. Exactly. Uh, I, have you watched Titans on... I watched first is. season. Yeah, it's on Max now, I think. But yeah, I watched the first season. Uh, I didn't I haven't caught. It gets uh, haven't kept better. Up. Yeah, the first season was rough, but I liked it. Yeah, yeah. I don't it blame was, you for uh, that. I mean, yeah. whatever. You've you've heard our opinions, and that really yeah. are like those are just uh, uh, John, Dan, and I just tend to not to 
this stuff is more escapist for us than yeah. like oh yeah i don't need you know, and so i say like, oh, oh god i don't really need to see people bleeding and all that give me the shiny but, but but i do i do in fact watch titans all the time yeah um that's a different kind of escapism, one, escapism at that point there is by season three of the titans they have introduced i believe it's the jason todd character mm-hmm and it is played by the same young man who plays the uh, person in the Batman who has half their face painted. Oh, right. It's clearly yeah. initiative. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's a great, that's a great point, uh, uh, point in that movie too. Um, so did you collect Batman comics or did you just go with uh, what you had uh so I time, mean, you were there for Batman '89, right? Yeah. You, you so in the in the eight in the late '80s, I was working at a comic store. Oh, that's, uh, yeah, that was the dream for us. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I mean, I, I was, was an I was a radio DJ, so I, I mean, that's like oh, those, nice. Oh. Yeah, those those are like you know, as far as like slacker Gen Xer jobs. Come on, being a yeah. DJ, being an actual DJ or working. In Do a you know what? My life really is happy now. Win. I'm in a really good, happy place. But when you look back <laughs> at that, and you're like. I was a DJ and I was working at a comic store. There was a certain romance to that. It's like, man, if I could have just friends done were that flipping for- burgers and you were ordering delivery pizza. Right. If I could have just done that forever, <laughs> would have been good. Yeah. yeah. Um, we would be clerks. We would still be clerks. Kevin Smith yeah. hit us up. We can write a script. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I like late, mid to late 80s, I started working in a comic store. I was born in 74, so let's see, like, let's say 87. Yeah. I was dicey. I should yeah. not have been. Oh, yeah, no. Working, first, I, I got hired there, for my first job like, when I was 14. Oh, you want to hang out behind the desk and, like, yeah. take these here's comics cash? and put them in exactly. bins? Fine. Here's a little bit of cash. It's all good. Uh, you so what was I collecting books. at the time is a little bit different from what I was reading at the time yeah. in that I had access to read whatever I wanted, right? Uh, oh, that's an interesting point, yeah. Like the final issues of Watchmen hadn't come out yet. Like it was just ending when I was just starting. Uh, and my friend, uh, Jay Torres, who's now actually uh, a comic writer, he's written for Teen Titans Go and a, a whole bunch of other stuff. Sweet. Uh, he was my, I'm gonna say boss, I don't know. He was the guy that had to put up with a kid hanging out in the comic <laughs> store, help, helping him out kind of right. thing. Right. Yeah, uh, but that was a great, great moment. Uh, like year one came out around that time. Uh, it's a good time to be a Batman fan. Watchmen was right around there. Uh, definitely Greenbow Hunters, like the Green Arrow turn came out after that. Uh, and in the early 90s, we start getting, uh, I don't know, too many shotgun shells in pockets kind of a vibe yeah uh that was around the time like the the actual like the frank miller wolverine run was pretty good and out there like frank miller was doing a bunch of interesting work uh that wasn't quite so authoritarian i suppose (laughs) <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm trying to keep got, it light but you he know, got like, he got yeah he got a little dim there for a minute he, didn't he yeah well yeah yeah you know i mean alan morris also a fascinating character uh oddly neil gaiman seems the most sane of all of those people which is like if you read any of his stuff it's like this guy's bananas. not okay he's got, right <laughs> he's got the corinthian with like the the like 
teeth, mouths as eyeballs in uh, in a Sandman run, which is right, right. A little, little disturbing. Little creep, man. Little creep. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, eighty nine. Tim Burton adopted uh, sort of an aesthetic that I think was borrowed from, uh, you know, Dark Knight Returns merged with an appreciation for Art Deco. Yeah, yeah. And that's what Batman 1989 was. And it, it was kind of groundbreaking in that it took what felt at the time, Dark Knight Returns, as being a little bit of a protester at, hey, like, uh, we could take these kind of things more seriously, right? That there, there was, uh, at the time, sort of a movement, particularly among British authors, to take comic books from beyond being superhero stuff to being something more... Uh, human and humane while being way over the top right and the over the topness was sort of an fu to the comics code authority and they were british so they could get away with it right uh yeah like judge dread comes out of that same kind of period exactly uh, uh 2080 like that the, it was like stuff is like why how can you put this on a page you know uh if you lead, read a uh jeriff darrow he's an artist book from around that time there's like insanely detailed scenes of a car crashing into a window and just happens to be crashing into an orgy oh is, it's like <laughs> right? okay we're definitely going over the top for the sake of going over the top we did not need statistically need something that could 100 happen people 100 people in, enjoying each other is weird <laughs> like it's not like that's not the story it's not part of the story it's not part of it is in this artist said right well that, sure, that guy saw it <laughs> the point wasn't the sexuality of it right. it was that oh you don't it added this, to the, absurdity this is the thing you're mad about anything. yeah fuck you yeah. basically and exactly. not in a not in a fun orgy way in a in a <laughs> in a i'm annoyed i'm annoyed that this is a an issue kind of right. way and so that that was a really, really interesting period. By the time the mid-90s rolled around, uh, Marvel had put a lot of money into like crazy glossy cards, like trading cards, and just, yep. you know, they'd sold off Spider-Man to Fox, like things that are still 30 years later being like, ooh, wish we hadn't done that. Yeah. I, you know, short-sighted. They were yeah, they were kind of going out of business. Uh trying to keep the lights on, they were. And the critical successes had been these overly dark things. And I think I've got a reaction to that period in that, like something like the justice league being so dark, like Zack Snyder's mm -hmm. take on it, or even Joss's, whatever. I don't, I do distinguish between the two, but I, they are different. <laughs> they're, they're darker, right? Yeah. It, it, they're certainly darker than the, the Marvel fair. Um, that, I have, a, I have a bit of a reaction to that because I feel like that is already an overreaction to uh, what preceded it, which was the Comics Code Authority, which was, I don't, I don't want to get into the whole history of it. Oh, yeah. Not, not if great. you know, you know. If you know, you know, very deep. There's a lot of stuff going on there. Everything between, a lot of puritanical 
American stuff and stuff we're still paying for racism and sex. Like oh, there, yeah. there was just a bunch of stuff going on there. there you know, what a woman being uh, a protest figure is fascinating. Like there, there's a lot of really interesting stuff in comics history because it was for like a long, long time, an art form that was less governed than traditional literature. It was a, a pulp subversive culture before exactly. it, people started paying attention to it. Um, and then they thought because it was drawn cartoons that that it was affecting children. Um, and maybe, you know, it, it didn't seem to be affecting children poorly, but that's where they started paying attention. And that's why we right. ended up with the censorship and the Comics Code Authority. And and it, it changed the industry in ways that uh, we are just now seeing differences in you know the last mm-hmm. couple of decades with the uh, indies pushing the envelopes of what can and and uh, should be published you know yeah like something like squirrel girl i find to be as counterculture as maybe the original batman stuff or deathpool was at the time of course like, or deathpool and squirrel girl equivalent I mean, not, maybe not in terms of fathom, but in terms of an F you to like the expectation, like right. De- Deathpool is, I keep calling him Deathpool, Deadpool. Sorry. He's just a riff. Oh, we're going to get Death letters. And like, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Deadpool, who cares? You know what? Ryan, like Ryan's Canadian. He can just text me. We yeah. know each other. It's all <laughs> That's fun. right. Every, all Canadians uh, know each other. Yeah, but but Deadpool is obviously a tongue-in-cheek reaction to the overtopness of the 90s. Right. And I think Squirrel Girl is even a reaction to the over-the-top reaction. reaction. <laughs> like, right. It's like, a, yeah, no, well, let's just be cute. Or it's Ms. Marvel. Yeah, right. It's, 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 you know, like, yeah, there's, I don't want to sound like George Lucas here, but it all rhymes. It, it all there's, rhymes. There's it's the beginning and an end. Yeah. There, there's patterns to this kind of stuff. And sometimes we get on the wrong path and sometimes we go down uh there's no right path sometimes we we decide to change, we make interesting choices change directions uh which by the way is a segue i've been working on because <laughs> how do you feel about this movie the batman. Uh, the batman um you know uh i always uh parcel things up you know i parse it out with the fact that um you know I, I go to see these things with the boys, with my kids, you know, so I'm, I'm enjoying it regardless. Sorry, do you mind if, what are their ages? Uh, so, well, now um, the oldest Noah is about to graduate. He'll be 18 on the 18th of okay. uh, May. Uh, his mid, the middle brother is 16 and a half and the youngest will be 12 in August. So, uh, and the, the older two and I just returned from Europe a week ago. So we went to Paris and, uh, London and had a great trip, uh, spring break in Europe. Uh, oh, that that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, we've been planning it, uh, of course, and then COVID kicked it back a year. Uh, yeah, yeah. But we went and saw but, the three of or four of us all went to see it together there. The right, I was going to say that can work between twelve. Like that's well, the youngest like he went to sleep, but because it was a bit, it, we went to like the ten fifty five show, so oh, you know okay. it ended up being until yeah. like two thirty. I was like, Ooh. so he fell asleep a little in the middle, but he did like it. Um, and then, yeah, it's pretty good spread, but myself and, and Noah, the oldest, we went back again and so have seen it twice now. Uh, and we both just, you know, we can't stop thinking about how good we think this movie is. 
Um, and I've still been just deconstructing it, you know, since I've seen it. I, I think it's an excellent film. What do you think? I'm conflicted and I ultimately agree with you. I <laughs> I say I'm conflicted because the first time I've seen it twice in theaters now, the first time I saw it, uh, I liked it. I thought it was well done. I thought they were doing a great job, but I felt they were doing a little bit by the number of stuff mm-hmm. until, until they weren't. Right. And it's still, but and, it followed its own pattern, though. It's still, it fit within right. its rules. Are we, it fit are within we doing spoilers rules. here now? Oh, oh, right. Yeah, spoiler horn or bat signal, spoiler signal. Whatever, whatever we need. Yeah. Uh, his if you haven't seen the Batman and you're listening to this, yeah, as, just go as, as per the rules, yeah. I just, you know, I don't understand. You know, you either want spoilers uh, or you've seen the movie. But uh, <laughs> do come back next week. Yeah, please come back <laughs> next week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So his entrance was powerful and like very gunslinger like uh you know he walks out just walks literal, out literal, it, 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 it uh, doesn't spurs. do any I mean, like fast repel from a from a bat copter or anything he just walks out and he beats the crap out of a bunch of people uh even takes a couple at least one bullet hit yeah yeah he's very uh, bulletproof in this movie yeah a little too we'll talk about that uh <laughs> but i I got it, and this whole thing and it's like I am vengeance. I'm like I don't like this view. I don't yeah. like it. Yeah. And where we land at the end, where he also sees that, uh, yeah, this vengeance thing is this is not, not the angle. Me. This is not where I want to go. Yeah. This is wrong. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I it saved the movie for me. It didn't save it like I appreciated it as a work. Right. I thought it was well shot. I liked everything about it. I would have been like, okay, I get it. That's your take on Batman. A little boring to be that dark. But by the end, having him be like, oh, man, I've Whoops. been screwing up this whole time. <laughs> and I I am better I am better off using my skills to just drag these people out of the rubble and like try to help them to a helicopter. Yeah. Yeah. Saved it for me. Saved yeah. it as a work for me. Yeah. Uh, how'd you feel i liked that yeah um because of the same you know seeing and for me in the beginning and like you say he comes in kind of cowboy-esque kind of uh with with a strut you hear you almost hear spurs chinking uh, as he comes by um and you know it is grounded but it isn't realistic because in a sense i don't know how many spooked guys are going to stand around listening to this you know fella (laughs) approach like he is but and of course they do that everybody's going to take their shot because you've just seen three of your friends put down by this man who who doesn't seem to stop moving um but you're going to be the one you know you're the big chump to come and get it but whatever um but he's brutal on you know as an example to that first guy he he is in he's brutal in a way that that i you know i don't like batman to be brutal i don't feel like batman has to be brutal um he has to be effective um, exactly which is different like it is different remove, remove the you know, threat keep exactly remove yeah. the threat keep moving or exactly disarm the threat like just blow and through that, the scene every I, batman is uh, measured against the animated series though you know right oh yeah well yeah. of course that's the baseline uh which is again sort of uh driven off of tim burton's 
exactly vibe a little bit at least exactly. in the 19th like the Theo Deco aspect of it um I think he's trying to be effective there and trying to make an example of right. somebody which is uh almost like this I don't I'm not going to pretend that this movie has any deep comments on this but it is almost the over-policing argument which is like if we over-punish this person then I'm not going to everyone else will behave around. exactly yeah. and it was ineffective yeah which I kind of like, yeah. You know, and he ultimately learns that is like, yeah, that exactly. Work out. And he has to shock a guy after getting shot. <laughs> yeah. What I um, what I've been telling folks, or what I told folks early on, who wanted to kind of know, you know, like my spoiler-free take on it. Uh, you know, if you're familiar with Batman, you take um, you take Year One and the Long Halloween. Uh, yeah. and, and if they had a comic book baby, and that comic book grew up to yeah. be a movie, it would be this movie. Um, yeah, I agree. With some Very hush thrown so. in, and and that's the that's <laughs> that's they literally put hush on the screen exactly. <laughs> and uh, what's his name? Oh, God, the name of the uh, Elliot Thomas Elliot. Uh, no, the, the name we see on the screen is not Thomas Elliot, but it's somebody Elliot. Oh, right. Kind of mm-hmm. like the anyway. But it's um, it, it, it's it's this. It becomes this thing unto itself. Uh, if you know those stories, you can see how they built the, you know, built up around it. But the Batman itself, it just kind of grabbed me in that very first moment. Uh, And then we get, um, you know, and and in the introduction of the Riddler. uh, That was creepy as hell, man. Yeah, well Um, done, which is a good job of that. (laughs) Very, very good job um, just uh, the, the fact that they're both surveilling buildings, yeah, through binoculars, and like it's you guys are in the pair, it's drawing the parallel, creepy. Like, yeah. you, you know, it's it's not like the classic villain, oh, you and I are the same, which Riddler really does try to pull later on, exactly. Uh, but it's like, well, the methodology is. Not dissimilar. Similar. Yeah, not <laughs> yeah. dissimilar, exactly. Yeah. Uh and, and that's that's one of the things, you know, uh those parallels are drawn um quite subliminally in a lot of ways throughout the film. If you've mm-hmm. after you've seen it a second time, you realize how well put together this movie really is, or at least I did, uh, through because you know, again, like I I got to see Wicked. Uh, if you have you seen the play Wicked, you know, the the show about the uh, boss person, but yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I got to see that. But, you know, I went in there looking for things to help tell the story. Like, you know, mm-hmm. am I going to see this? Am I going to see that? And so, you know, the second time in, I went looking for are they is this a detective story that the audience can figure out if the audience is paying attention? Um, you can. You can. Yeah, it's in all the. it's in there, even to the point that um, when the when he has the uh, I think it's the commissioner who's got the rat trap on his face right yeah uh and 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 he says in that video uh I will kill again and again and again before I am done and he kills attempts to kill three more people before the end of it and that's uh uh you know one of them being Bruce Wayne of course the missed target uh but you know by the end of it, it the third one would be Falcone but yeah. that was, you know, he was just telling you it's going to be one, two, three. I think the 
the first of the three was the uh, guy with the the DA with the bomb collar. Uh, uh, wait, no, the first of the three is the one that kicks off the story, right? Oh no, I meant that uh, he's gonna after after he has the he's got the fellow in the in the the face mask. He's gonna kill three more times after that. Oh, and sorry. The, yeah, the right. DA. Then it's gonna be uh, it was gonna be Bruce and then Falcone. Right. Uh, but as we know, Bruce. Yeah, there's, and there's three rats in that cage. Or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah. it's all well laid out. There is, and I kind of like this, is that like if you watch it a second time, there are a fair amount of clues that Batman misses. Because mm-hmm. he's he's trying to do detective stuff, and he's doing a pretty great job, to be right. honest. Like better than, okay, we saw Bruce, sorry, uh, what's his name? Man, I'm mixing up characters with actual human beings now. With real people. Uh, in Dark Knight Returns, uh, uh-huh. they dissect a bullet based on shooting it into a steel thing. Christian Bale. We saw yeah. Christian Bale um, do some science-y, vague stuff from right. time to but time. But not detective work. No. And what I loved about this bat suit was that uh, rather than having eyeballs that just made x-ray vision and he could beat everybody up it was eyeballs that just recorded everything yeah, yeah. i loved it and then he's very go journaling back. yeah yeah and he there's a reason he's not talking is that he's just i'm here to just i'm gonna record everything i'm gonna see everything i can and i'm gonna leave and i'm gonna go think about this and like even on the scene he comes up with some pretty good suggestions and what i like is that he shares them Right. He doesn't just be like, I'm going to go Batman this. He's like, here's an observation. Uh, I forget the the first crime scene. Oh, the mayor is the one that gets killed first. Uh, He says something about uh, the state of the body. Oh, he was alive when the thumb was cut off. Right. Which is like interesting, weird little bit. I mean, the lab could have figured that out, but he's trying to help the people in front of him. He's he's a dick. He's yeah. not a he's not a super friendly guy, but he's not lying to them, and he's you know he is there to help, and is yeah, you know like, he's going to help thank, along the way. Yeah, that's right. weirdly his way of thanking them for access, which is right. like, hey, look, you know, while I'm while I'm here, here's the thing I noticed. And speaking uh, of that, uh, real quick, yeah. access and, and everything about the premise uh, of, of mm-hmm. the Batman in this world uh, and, and taking just a step back to um, the neo-Gothic uh, uh, influence of like the Tim Burton world where, you know, Tim Burton's Batman aimed for, it felt like at least, it, 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 and compared to what we thought of as the camp of the 60s TV show, uh, aimed for an air of realism but not reality, right? Um, right. And, and that yeah. gothic nature helped us as the audience kind of realize that this is a real, realistic place that isn't our reality. Right, provided um, you can uh, grant these exceptions, Yeah, this world moves like clockwork. Like there's, I think, you know, by the later movies, weird shit was happening that <laughs> didn't make sense. But in the first one, you could get there even with the penguins strapping rockets onto the penguins. Yeah, it could be. There's some forgiveness. I he's got like a little mind control chip on them. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like in the 80s and 90s, like the U.S. Navy experimented with dolphins, dolphin, and dolphins stuff. to like yeah. take out subs, which I'm sure Tim Burton read and he was like, "Oh, that is going." Or he watched the little sequest. Is, 
you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is. Like, it's like, okay, this is dumb and silly and it's a Batman movie. And I, and I like that you went big on it. But all of Batman requires you to uh, set aside a certain set of things that you're willing to forego as right. reality. And this one, in some ways, does a bit, asks you for a bit more and asks you for a bit less at the same time. Right? Exactly, exactly. And that's where I was, the, you know, in, in the Nolan trilogy, you know, they shot on location to build mm -hmm. Gotham, uh, but it still is portrayed as this somewhat other than uh, city that, you know, exists, but not really. And this is the first well, time that well, Gotham let, felt let's take, grounded. Just in the Nolan me, trilogy. Right? Yeah. Sorry, I, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Off, but, yeah. but let's take the Nolan trilogy and the opening, the very famous opening scene for uh, Dark Knight where the Joker robs a bank. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Daylight, sunny day. Bank pulls like out Chicago. of the bank. Nobody cares. Everything's well, that's where we go. Like everything seems like it all builds up, it's making sense. And then somehow a school bus just drives away from a bank and, and gets into a line of students. And you're like, okay, fine. Because most of it was like, wow, that seemed like a really great heist movie. And we're not gonna worry about that. And and that's kind of their decision. In this one, it's like there it is rainy all the time. Like yeah. Seattle, London, Portland, like Vancouver, Always like none of these places rained that much. But it rained at night. Does. It only rained at night. It was. It didn't rain during the oh, day, but it was always overcast. And here's the funny thing that I noticed it, on the uh, second watch: yeah. if you went on the newscast, now this is Easter egg, uh, Easter egg level stuff. On the newscasts, uh, there's the weather ticker at the bottom, uh, and it lists weather by district in Gotham City. So it's all Gotham City districts, and it's always 52 degrees and some level of rain. Like it's either partly cloudy, cloudy, you know, chance of rain, raining, but it's oh, always that. 52 degrees, you know, and of course, if you know, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. but yeah, that was one of the things I noticed is like, it's, it's like, you know, uh, Arkham Heights, uh, 52 degrees, partly cloudy chance of rain. <laughs> and then so that's, in the daytime, it's, it's, really it's fun. always uh, gloom. Yeah. I guess night, it's, it's also, raining. I mean, it's October time too, right? Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I'm in the Northeast. I live in whatever. Oh yeah. Like, it I rains grew up a lot in Montreal. Montreal the but um, like, yeah, but not like every around, day. around like Halloween, it's either snowing or rainy. Like it yep. kind of makes sense. I would like to see the sequel be in winter. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, uh, oh, by the way, like the final, the I'm saved. I'm trying to save this for the Biff show, but fuck <laughs> those guys. Uh, the final showdown is on November 5th, which is the, Fifth of November from oh remember remember the fifth of November right. Yeah. Right. The, the Guy Fox thing yeah I saw uh, an, an I saw attempted his overthrow sign. and which is very similar to kind of what happens in the movie exactly well and I saw his plaque in London uh, just a couple of weeks ago they have a oh, commemorative shit. Guy Fox plaque uh, plaque uh, interesting place point uh, around the city and then of course saw the Parliament building which is what he tried to blow mm -hmm. up so you know so that, when that was pretty I was, great I don't know six. Seven. I left England when I was seven, so like six and a half kind of thing. Um, uh, every November fifth, there's a big Guy Fox festival in like oh, the yeah. local field, and there's a big bonfire, and there's effigies of Guy Fox that are created, and built like straw men. Right. Literal straw uh, man argument. Yeah. Well, my mom told me to go sit in one of the chairs that they were held in the effigies in 
and oh. tell them that my name was Guy. Oh no! So that, and you know what they do with the effigies? They throw them on a bonfire. Of course, yeah, yeah. After yeah. they after they rate them, they rate them for like, hey, what's the best effigy of Guy Fox? Oh, that's fun. Let's throw him on first. And there I am, as like a six and a half year old, sitting there like a good kid. Like, like, okay. Mom told me to be here. Uh, yeah, and these officials come by and they're like, I don't know. I don't know if you're a very good effigy. <laughs> a little too on the nose. <laughs> yeah, supposed to say I did not get. I'm glad you a, didn't get bonfire. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, it would yeah, have been a whole Engl- other problem. Even England in the 70s wasn't that screwed up. <laughs> not that savage. That's right. funny. Um, yeah, it's always raining in this show. Uh, and it, that you know they sell that as gotham it it is what it is but i felt wet all the time you know um i think you were meant to i think so i mean wet makes you feel cold yeah unwelcomed and heavy yeah specifically heavy right yeah. like heavy wet clothes or like especially uh, the outfits they're wearing you know yeah gordon's always in his in his uh, sport jacket batman's yeah. wearing his costume uh and even selena's outfit is it's not the uh, you know it's not the one from Batman Returns that's for sure, right. On the other hand, when we see our heroes on the top of that construction zone, uh, we often see them in either sunset or uh, yeah, dawn or dusk, sunrise. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. we get a lot of light and a lot of hope. Out right, of those. exactly. Yeah. And it's uh, those those and I love that framing like. You know, they they're not meeting on top of the police department. The bat signal is some other place. Um, And it's a screwed up looking bat signal. It is. It's it's jammed together, you know, like they they it's literally just between Gordon and Batman. Um, It feels like it's it's their secret at the moment. Right. Um, Yeah. What do you think about what do you think about his uh, of this bat suit? I like the look. I like the way it moves through the environment. I like mm-hmm. that he can walk into a room full of cops uh, and do an investigation. And he he looks insane, but not like the Hulk walking right. around or Iron Man. You right. know what I mean? It's like right. uh, you you're way armored up. Uh, I don't like the way it takes bullets. And, <laughs> and I think I honestly think that the only like if you cut out that second and a half clip where people are just completely I, mean, unloaded I, I don't know what they got like ar whatever I'm big machine guns machine guns two machine guns shooting at anybody in body armor is gonna kill them. The, the, yeah the, the i honestly the don't care what you're alone. wearing it doesn't yeah. matter it's just yeah. it's dumb and it doesn't i, I had a bit of this problem with black there's Panther a level too. of blunt force trauma that you can't sustain yeah yeah like yeah there's just who cares i mean it's a superhero movie i don't want to think about it too much but i had this issue with black panther too like the the our introduction to black panther in his own movie is uh he jumps down and beats up a bunch of kidnappers very very bad guys and in one scene somebody just opens up and i'm with a i don't know an ak like a seven foot big bullets go through doors right there's a reason there's a reason that they uh invested in even bigger trucks than Humvees, right? Like right. It, yeah, this, it's a bad thing. Uh, and he just walks up to him and punches him in the face. I'm like, well, why were you hiding? Like, why, 
why? Like, what's the point of any of this if you can just why? And I got a little bit of the sense of Batman from that. And I, I understand the editorial choice. I know that the it was visually cool, but narratively detrimental was right. was my take right. to it. And I don't need him to be a super ultra duper ninja. And I liked how he fumbled his way into that iceberg lounge in three different ways. I liked it. I liked him screwing up more. Yeah. And it's like, well, if you can just always walk in with a suit of armor that's impervious to pretty much anything other than a bomb, even a bomb. Even a bomb, though. Even a bomb. Up. Now that I think about it, it's like, uh, well, you kind of take it. You kind of taking the edge out of the rescue, and and one of the things, and <laughs> getting back to our other, one of our other loves, I'm sure we've got many shared, is uh, when the Enterprise gets fucked up and Kirk needs to figure out his like bluff his way out of yeah. bullshit. I love that. I love that. And like, this is not that. This is just like, oh hey, brute force. I don't know, three Klingons just blasted the fuck out of us, and we're like, uh, we're at like 92% shields. Well, that's not... Oh, fire everything. It's just not narratively <laughs> interesting, right? Like, right. I need I need you to work on this. It needs there's to no be a little bit it. of... Right, there's very little stake in it. Uh, so I just like that. The suit itself, I liked. I, I particularly... I think one of my favorite moments of the movie was that... I think in the in the still shots we'd seen that his bat symbol was right. knives, right? Right. Um, and do you know what he used them for? He used them to cut police tape. Yep. To go and investigate the Riddler's place, and he used it to cut the power cord. The power cord to save everybody, and that's it. There was no like, I'm going to chuck this into your face and stab your eye out. Like there was none of that. It was just like this. It, it was brutal, but not murderous, right? This Batman, I don't think he he didn't get murdery uh, no. like other Batman have. I think, with well, guns I, think he, such. I think right at the end, he almost like he had to jab himself with adrenaline. Oh right, yeah, that uh, and was, then, and yeah. then pulled himself back. And yeah. I think that was the that was the, that was the moment of clarity for him. Right, is right. that like, oh man, I would have killed this guy. Yeah, yeah, and, and I you know had he been in not not that kind of mindset at all he probably wouldn't adrenaline yeah. even wouldn't have pushed him over right mm-hmm. so sorry i think i derailed were you recapping it i don't know where we're at right now I, I don't, um, we, you know we're talking about it <laughs> so the guy that he almost murders at the end he he sees in the church right right that's the and that's you the, get the sense sorry the church while they're at um the they're at the mayor's the mayor. funeral where the DA yeah. ends up dying too. Yeah. He A, it's obviously recognizes the guy. B uh what was he? Robert? So the Bruce Wayne that Robert Patterson plays is so mm-hmm. inert. It is right. difficult to know what he was thinking when he saw that guy at a funeral. Right. I felt sympathy, but mostly because he's just Robert Patterson is playing with a resting sympathy kind of vibe. Right. Uh, what, what was your take on that? So with, you know, um, the way I, I keep forgetting to frame all of this in the in that year one mindset 
this is a very novel Batman. Um, he's he's probably just gotten to the point where you know the suit is effective, even if we consider where he is with the Batmobile. <laughs> the right? wing suit, not so much, but yeah, yeah. right, the flying squirrel suit. <laughs> yeah, um, maybe cool. maybe they, maybe he trades some armor off for the ability to not get almost get his killed head when lost he jumps off. off oh my gracious. Yeah. Uh, but but considering where he is with the iteration of the Batmobile, and he's 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 bought into the Bat motif because if you yeah. know the the Bat cycle has has ears, you know the front yeah. screen has ears, <laughs> um, which is just cute. Uh, but you know, considering where he is in his overall career as Batman, he is still very young. Uh, if I, I did the math, uh, and unfortunately, this Batman uh, guy was born about the time we graduated high school. Uh, so he's in that 29-ish year range, right? Um, and so oh, thank I, God. I know. Could you honestly, if you and I were doing that, if I were Batman, it wouldn't even be as good as Keaton. So <laughs> coming back. Oh my god. Are I'm you so excited? Wait about. a second. Are you knocking Keaton? Because I'm oh, god, about no. to rage oh, quit god, no. Okay. Oh god, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Keaton is Keaton is uh oh yeah, I'm so excited for him to be coming back. Uh I've been asking for a uh Batman Beyond movie with Keaton playing old Bruce for all the years oh, now it'd so be great yeah, yeah it'd be great michael um, keaton in that black turtleneck being oof. all serious like, you know gravelly and like, uh, mad vicky vale you know? yeah he's already done he's... the let's get nuts you know it's yeah. it's all right there uh, <laughs> you know and keaton man he's got the chops um keaton's uh, one of my favorite actors just so i feel he's like he's so underrated fun. in ways that people don't recognize but that's just me he's always recognizably keaton while doing a pretty broad range of there are two defining roles outside of all the other roles that people know about Michael Keaton. Um, and I, I haven't revisited it because I'm afraid it likely doesn't hold up well. But uh, the first is Mr. Mom. The second is Multiplicity. Uh, and it's great. It's great. But I don't I, and that's the one I'm afraid I, I don't want to go back and watch it because I'm not sure it holds back up because I do remember um, there is there is some contention with a clone that is somewhat uh uh, mentally disabled and then i think there's a clone who comes out coded uh queer and so it might uh, not play i haven't well. seen that since the, i haven't since seen it released since the 80s exactly and, so uh, just yeah gonna, so yeah uh, that's that's when i started thinking about it. i was like yeah maybe just i'm just gonna let my, that one live in my memory right uh, my, my admiration for that movie has to do with his range of ability and, and the comedy of exactly. the 80s rather than exactly. my appreciation uh, for the yeah that's why it was like, great though uh out of sight he was in out of sight uh, he oh, played Jennifer Lopez's FBI boyfriend. Okay. And Jennifer Lopez was after George Clooney in a heist written by, <laughs> I'm going to blank on his name, the same guy that wrote Justified. Uh, oh, I wouldn't know, but it's a, that's a good guy. Yeah. Out of Sight is great. It's a really great movie. And he makes a comeback in uh, Get Shorty starring okay. uh, John Travolta. John Travolta and other people, but he plays the same character. He's the same FBI character. That's oh, that's in. great. He's like doing cameos, like just, he, like, you know, Johnny. And he basically shows up and being like, oh, these people are idiots. And they're just keep you like, his character is completely consistent, doesn't have a real impact other than being like, whew, a lot of dumb shit going on here. <laughs> and it's like, if Michael Keaton could just blow through my life and be like, ooh. Every now and then, so that go, seems Ooh. dumb. I'm like, uh, thank <laughs> Thanks, you. Mike. Thanks, Thanks, Michael. 
Yeah. <laughs> just a little, just a little, little closer on the vulture side than the Batman side. Yeah. Right? Just a little extra saltier. I, I've, I said this, uh, I don't, I forget where, I think I reviewed, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming for Homecoming, the Incomparable, yeah. like the, for the main show. And I, I told the story, like the first time I saw, uh, Tom Holland, as Spider-Man, go to his uh, would-be girlfriend's yeah. Yeah. His, his date's house to pick yeah. her up for prom, and Michael Keaton opened the door. I I was like, yeah, Michael Keaton, he's awesome. I, totally forgetting that yeah. the rest of the movie, I'd seen him be the bad guy. I was just like, yeah, Tom Holland and Michael, Michael Keaton, I love that guy. Yeah, And I then all of a sudden, him. the horror sets yeah. in. I know, like that scene in the car is like, oh, that is, that's chilling. Because what that's, is that one where he does play like, and it's like something in the window, right? Stranger in the window. Do you remember that? Something like that. Something like yeah. that. And he's actually, it's one of the first roles where he took it into a dramatic space. Uh, yeah. Yeah, know, yeah. A step further yeah. than Batman. Um, and uh, it's something like that. But he plays kind of a, a, yeah. a you know, a, a, a off the, um, over the top kind of a bad guy. And uh, yeah, I was with, you know, with in that moment, uh, and all of a sudden we're Michael, we're Michael Keaton standing, but this is a uh, digress this is shall we digress. So it's, it fits the mold. Um, but having been that teenager showing up to meet the, the parents of your date. Um, yeah. Uh, and, you know, we already have that anticipation and then it's you know to us we know it's the bad guy or we you know, we remember it's the bad guy and just like that just compounds that that gut sink and feeling and then oh yeah by the way <laughs> spider-man i know who you are yeah <laughs> oh my i'm just God. embarrassed i'm just embarrassed because i was challenging so much the stress of just showing up to a girlfriend's place and like meeting their parents yeah. for the first time as uh-huh. a teenager like yeah whatever i'm I'm an old man now. It doesn't matter. But like, like then though, I'm, then obviously it matters. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just in case anybody's going to review this tape. But it was like, yeah, that's Oof. less of an issue now. And so when I saw Michael Keaton, I felt like a few, like a sigh of relief because I'm like, hey, I could. This He's guy's a good funny. Guy. <laughs> He's funny. He's a good guy. I could laugh at him. And then, ooh, no, I got that definitely wrong. Um, no, wait, yeah, no, he is the he is the bad guy, um, but but uh, swinging back to the Batman the movie, um, I one of the things, folks. Um, oh, I want to kind of talk about the Batmobile itself. What do you think of the Batmobile? I'm not a car person. Yeah, I don't particularly care for car chases this was a fun one it's yeah, it not like i'm not it's not like they're lost on me i get right. it they're visceral um i feel like uh a lot of people feel empowered by a car chase like you know the one in bullet like wouldn't it be great to race in the streets of san francisco like that kind of common thing right uh, the fantasy level right it doesn't really do it for me uh, this one was really fun. I think it was probably one of the more overtop things, along with uh, taking a bomb to the face and getting machine gunned. Right, was right. was his ability to drive this, and it's fine. I liked it. I didn't find a narrative value in it. I suppose 
other than a Batman has to have a Batmobile, so we're going to need a Batmobile right. chase here. That's fair. What I liked most about that Batmobile chase is that they handcuffed his feet together, so he had to waddle like a penguin after they they left. That was it's 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 a great <laughs> great sell. Great, come on, leave. guys! Come they on, just, guys! They have a conversation with him <laughs> at some construction site because <laughs> I kind of love that Gotham is just full of construction sites that Everything's did not uh, get finished because all it's all a graft kind of thing, like yep. or a grift, I should say. Yeah. Um, and so they just and they thought that handcuff is feet together or shackle whatever whatever right. it was and so he had to like scoot like oh, this cute little way and honestly i really admire oh god i'm gonna blank colin farrell thank you colin farrell for that does not look like nope, him at all anything at all he, like colin farrell he's a he's a his physique is not not that what is presented his nope. his face is not what's presented and yet he sells it Great. I, I think he did a, a wonderful well, and prosthetic job. makeup is not what it used to be, uh, as far no, as yeah, realism the and, and touch ups and stuff, yeah, too, exactly. Right? So, yeah, yeah, really great, Man. yeah. Uh, that's uh, that, yeah, uh, after effects these days, huh? <laughs> well, I'm a Kenobi now, so yeah, I gotta go with action effects, yeah. Uh, oh. but yeah, like, at, like after DeVito, like DeVito's Penguin is like bananas right yeah it's uh, so bad. the only other one anybody's gonna remember is uh the uh penguin from the arkham knight video game series as far as your evil you know well he's like penguin. more of a club he, he's more aligned with this kind of thing. yeah he's still uh physically differentiated from uh your prototypical gangster in the at least in the Arkham games, he's got a glass, like the bottom of a Coke bottle sort of thing as a, as a monocle. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. That, it's, yeah. It's way, it's a video game. It's pretty way over the top. top. Of course. Yeah. But it, course. but it brings him from uh, what Cobblepot was in, uh, you know, t- the Tim Burton movies sort of as a midpoint to, to what he is here. Right. And I think more so what they did with him in Gotham, the TV show. I like uh, that too. Inform that too. Right. Uh, but in terms of physicality, not as not very similar, right? Right, they, right. Yeah. They they uh they portrayed a um uh a atypical version of uh, physical version of the penguin in that uh but the psychological um uh, portrayal of that was great um yeah. you know and and then a, and then a you know a little throw in with having Paul Rubens play his dad and Paul Rubens being you know playing the dad of of uh, Danny DeVito's penguin in Batman <laughs> Returns so you know, it's just a lot of fun they had fun with it Paul Rubens yeah. is one of my honestly one of my favorite comedic person he's he's uh you know he's really really funny and i bless him i know people i know i know it's just that sucks man and it's That's, so it's it happens like, it's not in the past you know i know it's like if you'd waited five years porn everybody would right there yeah you didn't it's like, you, no, have to it's go to the like you really don't need that but <laughs> that is awkward and it's dumb and it's embarrassing but and it's and you know if it weren't for taboo it wouldn't have been a thing uh, I, well, a uh, yeah, there's some puritanical aspect to it, but there's also I think uh, Paul Rubens is an incredibly insightful and incisive commentator 
on the world in weird and oblique ways. Yep. Where his fun and joy de vivre underscores like some really sort of intelligent commentary on what's it, like what the state of silliness actually is. Like what's actually silly. Right. And I mean, he managed to get cut. He cut himself up in that whole mess, but uh brilliant guy. Yeah. And as, as the dad of penguin, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Pee Wee Herman being the dad of penguin is just in two universes. Yeah. Like, it's great. Yeah, it's just the best possible thing you could do. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh that's subversive uh, in, in the best possible way. Um, I, you know, with this Batmobile, I like that we see him building it. Um, yeah, I like that he's he's got me- he's mechanically minded. Here's the thing: what I like about it. Sorry, I'm cu- cutting you off because I'm You're excited. And, uh, yeah, uh, mechanically minded. We see it up on blocks all the time. He clearly knows what he's doing. Alfred isn't the one doing the engineering for him. Like, there's no team of people doing stuff. He's just doing it. Knows what he's doing in terms of detective work. It works with Alfred on that because Alfred is not a dummy. Nope. And so they they can go back and forth on that kind of thing. I really like that he is well-rounded, but not yet perfected his his art, which I yep. think maybe is where you're going with Batmobile. Like it, exactly. It's like fiery and like, okay, we hacked this shit up, but it's not, <laughs> it's not like military grade. Like, look, this is going to, it's got reactive it armor and you can hit it with a missile and be okay. Kind of right. Thing. It's not, no, it looks yeah. like a NASCAR on steroids right. uh, that just got out of, out of hand. Um, and there are some ways. So, you know, about the car chase, it is, um, you know, maybe it is a bit uh, of, of service in, in such that, you know, a director wants a car chase. Right. Uh, but, it, and it's not quite, you know, Hawkeye level car chase. That would, that is, that is like a standard setting, uh car chase sequence in that Hawkeye episode of Hawkeye. great for tv i think yeah. it would have fallen flat on the big screen I right think it would it have just, felt a little bit more like you know the french connection kind of thing right and Which this is, not this is a, very cinematic it's it's awesome but yeah. yeah this is this is way over the top well and uh, one of the things too that they and, and we i talked about this with a, a a friend on a different on his podcast about the movie first man uh, but how the shot is always is framed from the penguin's perspective. Um, we never really, it's either Batman's perspective of his feet walking to the car or we're upside down as the penguin, penguin. watching yeah. Batman come towards the car and that you feel that confinement and you feel that uh, sense of in, impending yeah. Batman, this kind of like, I from think the we opening get a couple sequence. of establishing shots. Uh, we get the establishing shot where uh, for some reason, the two planks that you would drive a car onto a are there carrying cars yeah fall fall onto just perfect timing fall fall onto a trunk a trunk a truck full of gas yeah yeah you know like we yeah. see that like there's it a happens. couple of, there's a couple of establishing shots but yeah you're completely right in that the narrative is mostly POV other than like did this really we, happen? We, need, we really kind of need to explain to you a little bit what's happening here because oh. because well, I don't it, know is, where it is insane that this guy, would actually happen. Uh, but there are there are at least uh, three out of the five days I drive to work, I am in an explosive ramp 
scenario uh, <laughs> where I'm leaping at least three or four cars uh, and capturing a villain on the way to work. I So maybe Canada is a little more calm, um, but that's how we do things in central Arkansas. My, my friend, I, I showed you my COVID quaff as we started. You uh, haven't no. gone, gone out no. too much. <laughs> no, I'm not just... I'm not just tootling around the streets for a Sunday drive, <laughs> jumping over exploding trucks. That's not uh, really a uh, thing you, that I do. Well, it's yeah. gotten, well, I'll, okay, fair warning. It's gotten a little more Mad Max since you've probably <laughs> been outside. Uh, uh. But uh, uh, no, I, I, you know, for the, for the, for the sake of cool, for the cool factor, very cool. Uh, for oh, yeah. the, uh, yeah. it kind of, it's one of the, it's like the neck bomb thing. It takes you out of the reality of the film just a little so too far. Wait, don't, don't get me wrong. Uh, a car chase is not for me, but I appreciate it. Right. Like, okay. This is, this is cool. This is fun. It's, it's not jazzing me up, but I get it. We got to get a Batmobile. This is awesome. Uh, better than driving across rooftops, which uh, I was like, okay, that's yeah. a weird break from what you're doing, but fine. Uh, the neck bomb thing works right up until I think, like, like we watch him watch it count down to the very last second. Right, right. Uh, I, you know, I would have preferred him. He puts his face up. I like. We if don't it get grabbed his, if it grabbed his cloak up. Yeah. At least uh, Kevlar, it, like. I don't know. I, I might have the... got it a little better. You know, yeah, that's yeah. all. Yeah. That's the thing. We have to, you know, they're, they're they still, uh, the storytellers still ask us, the audience, to suspend our disbelief a little farther mm-hmm. um, when it comes to these even even superpowered heroes uh but you know what a what a typical human is capable of enduring um and we see it in you know more than a couple spaces uh where uh, you know in black widow um they yeah. take they take an absolute ass with yeah, yeah, far she, beyond what an actual person she falls down like six stories of a freaking fire escape you know chest over face over heel over I'm like, yeah. I've broken ribs in a mosh pit. You don't stand up. Right. <laughs> You're not walking. Honestly, I hope I hope Steve Rogers was just giving her like little little glasses of blood every now yeah. and then. Just yeah. to just like, to be dark, but just I mean the darkly like, hey, maybe this is gonna beef you up because like I'm willing to believe that sense. Scarlett Johansson can do incredible things. Uh just but you the, can't do that, right? Same same with this, you know, Batman uh, stuff, which is fine. The, exactly. the problem is the discrepancy between what we want to believe and what, what they're showing us. And as someone is fond of saying, the movie is telling you this is possible, but at the same time, right. I have to disconnect the part of you, you're asking me to believe that I could I could per, potentially run into this Batman were I being a ne'er do well in Gotham City, but also that he can survive in this suit that he built, uh, you know, uh, flaming car chase, uh, yeah. multiple gunshots, um, and nobody yet, still nobody aims for the neck of the face. Uh, which is the only parts of him you can see. <laughs> uh, but um, it, 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 sometimes it just pulls you out. But then they they manage to ground you right back again um, right. and bring you I'm back into the story. Myself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is, I think, that final scene, 
I mean, they present him with a bunch of baddies. Uh, basically a dark, uh, what, what's it called? Like a like an Arkham Batman series. Oh, yeah, like a rogues gallery almost. Like, well, not even a rogues gallery, but just like a, uh, just from the video games, like break into this place, take out these guards and try to save these people. I love that he just blows up the whole roof. Get him out of here, yeah. Well, it is like big chaos. Like if you're one person entering, I mean, you can either be sneaky or you can enter with big chaos so that everybody's like, what the hell is happening? And and he, he went with big chaos and I liked it. I liked that he was mostly effective, but not really effective enough. Uh, I liked that he required a little bit of help. And I like specifically uh, that he saved people. Mm-hmm. And that it's been lacking in saved, a lot of superhero it movies. It saved lately. this movie for me. It, yeah. It's not like I would have said, oh, this movie shit. It's that I would have said, yeah, I don't really need another dark Batman. And the end of this movie says, hey, guess oh, yeah. what? We gave you a dark Batman. Have you seen a darker Batman? You probably have not seen a darker Batman. But this Batman also doesn't want a dark Batman. So he's not he's, he's learning. That? He's not beaten down yet. Right. He's not he's no. not old Bruce of Batman Beyond because he hasn't been broken by the system he's trying to correct or his own system yet. Um, he hasn't and, even had that light given to him yet. He's just found it. Exactly. Like he, he's exactly. found it by carrying people to safety uh, in uh, under the cover of the national, I have to assume that's the national guard, uh, right? The, well, you know, and for did. some reason they're not like, "Hey, wait a second, you're you mass vigilante, right?" <laughs> We've literally got an. Oh, it must have been a national, must have been I know a the national guard is not the army, but it's yeah. like, it, I mean, if you're going to fight the national guard over the army, it's a yeah, sci-fi convention. One everybody's guy, dressed you, out. You yeah. kind of whatever. You're kind of screwed either way. Uh, but yeah, they're just like, "Hey, thanks, thanks for your help." Um, and, and, you I know, do you feel like the... he saves people, right? And that is right. that's been lacking in superhero movies recently. It feels like either the stakes are universal or world-ending, mm-hmm. or more than just you know, we like like we we don't have the neighborhood hero feel. This has that he gives mm-hmm. him that neighborhood hero feel. He realizes that he, as a child, as young Bruce watching, you know. I mean, I'm not sure. They weren't clear on where Batman got his motivations. I'm not. uh, Do you have any insight onto why he became Batman? They didn't really tell us in this film. Um, They didn't tell us. We didn't need to know. Yeah, I'm not sure how he becomes Batman. Apparently a childhood tragedy. But what I could gather from that is that um, he would. uh, Well, wait. I mean, the the parents are. His parents are dead. Are you, are you joking? <laughs> yeah, I'm joking. Parents, they've added yeah. a lot of tragedy to that in that his mother was in Arkham often. Like, there's a right. bunch of stuff for that. There's a, but there's they a lot don't, more going on. But they don't, there's no pearls getting blood. Like, they, exactly. don't, they don't redo the same thing. They don't no. They don't rehash the ground that every Batman fan or even, even most pop culture aware <laughs> person these days knows. Right. Bruce Bruce's parents were murdered. That's what murder, motivates him to become Batman. But he comes to the realization when he, you know, when he hears the others spout speak back to him his lie and I am vengeance. He realizes that as as young Bruce, as that child in trauma, he did not want vengeance. He wanted help. 
He wanted somebody. Yeah. He was lacking support. He needed someone to help yes. him, li- literally lift him up. And he, you know, he finds that hope in himself in that moment and realizes that I while, that. you know, he can pull these people off the street, it's these people still who, who he's left behind that need that need him more than the criminals need to be taken off the street. I love that because that's more than justice, right? Yeah. It's, it's an active, um, an active choice to help people. Yeah. Justice through kindness. Justice is at best and too often, very occasionally restorative. And, you know, in many ways, I don't think you can restore the kind of injustice that who suffered or, uh the riddler too oh yeah the riddler and too many people of color like there there's a lot it it is almost unfortunate that this is like about a rich white guy rather than like the yeah like because there is i think if you're going to turn the story i think the way you turn the story is exactly how you describe which is bringing it to a position of wanting to help rather than like, I mean, what does justice mean for Bruce Wayne? As the Riddler says, he's like, I don't know, you're virtue loaded. Like you never really had any problems, which is true, except on an emotional level. Exactly, exactly. And the Riddler didn't even have the emotional level of that. Like, you know, it just got worse for him. Um, I think that's an interesting way to, to to play the character. And I really, really do hope that the next movie, and if they do another movie, I have to assume they're going to do, because this one. It, it set it up. And then, this not one's actually good. Up. I want one. I right. really do want one. I'm but like, they don't need Whoa. to go ham like eight eight different monsters like they tend to in a sequel. Just keep it to what they established. Tell don't a tell another version of this same kind. Tell the tell a new story the same way. Figure out a villain that reveals a little bit more about our hero, and not them necessarily as a person, but them as a purpose. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I, what, I love that. Which is yeah. what the Riddler did. He, he revealed a purpose. That was the riddle. What is your purpose? Uh, like you're going around beating a bunch of people up. You nailed it. What is your purpose? And his purpose, it turns out, to be what you said, and you nailed it, was help. Helping yeah. people. Yeah. I love it. High five, man. <laughs> we we sorted it all out. Um, That's we're not, good. <laughs> we're not at the Sweat, end of the it's movie. Like 85, 75 years into Batman. Yeah, 90. we figured it out. We figured yeah. it out. Finally um, solved that. That's great. You know, uh, and 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 going back to the joke of do we even know Batman's origin story? Uh, has yeah. it ever been told? Um, they even tell it in the first episode of the the 66 uh, television series. Bruce mentions his parents being murdered. Yeah. And that's why he fights crime. I don't crime. remember that at all. Oh, yeah. No, well, I bought the whole series uh, just to, because <laughs> I'm that guy and I, I'll put it on in the background. And um, But uh, yeah, I, rem- I one of those things that I specifically <laughs> intended to, to, to listen for. And yeah, like right in the first episode. I'm that guy. It's like, I, honestly, 
I could ask you what Act Three of Enterprise Season Two, Episode Eight is, and you could probably tell me. I, I, I can look it up. <laughs> tell you what's going on. That's for sure. Actually, there was a there was an episode recently that I was like, I don't, I don't think I've seen this more than once, maybe twice. Because <laughs> that's yeah. just me. <laughs> I got you good. I I laughed so hard. I laughed so hard that my my headphones disconnected. His headphones, listeners. He disconnected. Uh, Well, what'd you think about the ending? How it wrapped up? Uh, With one, we know they established the potential, and and according to some deleted scenes, there were. I mean, to be honest, the 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 savior thing felt. uh, I was so happy. I was so. It felt like it came out of nowhere and yet was earned at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we hadn't seen him struggle with this because he hadn't been confronted with anything up until the moment that he was confronted with it, right? Like uh, possibly Selena and her relationship with the, the woman that got kidnapped. Right. Uh, whose name I'm forgetting. Um, we know he's not a bad guy, but he's a determined kind of an asshole guy but like he's he's single-minded even in the face of alfred and you know even after alfred gets blown up he's kind of a dick to him at first yeah well he's not kind of he's a dick to him you know uh and it kind of comes around um do you mean the ending where he drives off on motorbikes yeah, where they where they part ways, and uh, you know they it's it's the it's the it feels like the prototypical Batman Catwoman yes. departure, you know. And I, I, you know, if they've done it, if they retread any ground, it's that, and I, I that's uninteresting to me. There's no challenge in that. Uh, seeing them part the ways the way they do. I, I agree. Uh, the ending is clearly kind of in in a way setting up a hey these people are going to reconnect, and obviously. Um, at the same time, we see Batman on his bike speeding away in a in an ECU like in a, in a close up shot, mm-hmm. speeding away and going into the, his future. Yep, and it's it true. is a future that is lit. In daylight, it's a future that has been uh, illuminated by his help of the people of Gotham in their time of need, Uh, his coordination with the police, who he had a wee bit of an altercation with earlier, Uh, and and the National Guard. Like, he he is speeding away into what's going to be next, and I specifically liked... Uh, the acceleration effect behind him uh, because it just in terms of visual language encouraged me to think that the next one would be a couple of years down the road. Right. And we will see the results of his growth into Batman year two and year three. And and his relationship with Selena, who maybe coming back into his life. Well, she mentioned too, she's going to uh, New Haven. Or Bloodhaven, sorry. 
uh, yeah, where yeah. we all know uh, eventually Nightwing resides uh, and does his jam. Um, and uh, I won't speculate on whether or not we see Robin. I won't speculate. I mean, obviously, there's there's a Joker. I don't two, know story to yeah. be told. Um, I am a fan. I did not. I like... want Robin in my Batman. I do yes. like some Robin in my Batman. I'd be um, I'd be happy with the Robin. I don't know if this guy's earned it yet. Right. He has to get to that. Yeah. And, uh, Maybe by the end of the next movie, he earns it because uh, right. he's still an asshole. Right. That's like, it. He yeah. hasn't learned how to be the amenable Bruce Wayne that that he has to be to be an effective. He's not a, he's not a nurturing soul. Not yet. He's, he yeah. cares. He yeah. honestly cares. I think he cares for Selena. I think he cares for her roommate. And Alfred, uh, uh, by the way. And end. Alfred. Yeah, but he's not yet ready to be a, uh, you know, like a, a stepdad or a surrogate father, at least. Right. To, to you know, whoever it could be. I, I mean, honestly, I suspect the guy that played Robin that we saw in Half Face, maybe. A, That'd be cool. That'd be a cool Robin. Yeah. I, there's also the son of the mayor. Yeah. Who, uh, I've been thinking about that, um, yeah. especially in the. Uh, there's a couple of connections there. Of course, Bruce focuses on him quite a bit. Uh, the yeah. obvious parallel between himself and that child and their parents. Right. Um, yeah. We are introduced this is not like kid. lit crit 801. Yeah. It's like, yeah, okay, got it's, it. Yeah. Well, kid, and you know, they introduced him as father, the, uh, Batman wants to save him. Like, yeah, we got it. So, yeah, well, he's uh, introduced as a ninja and it's his footprint is. in the blood, yeah. you know? So. They, yeah. they've laid some pretty I mean, heavy tread. <laughs> I know it makes sense, and yet the age difference really makes it weird. well. And that's where we get to come. Like, you know, like you said, we feel like we're a couple of years. Uh, well, you know, Robin canonically introduced as a uh, ten or eleven year old child. Could you uh, imagine an eleven year old kid in power to run around in this world? Like I would, as the parent of an eleven year old, I would hunt the Batman. Trust that child to be a. I would not trust that child to be Robin. Right? Yeah, you and I would be like, "Hey, Batman, uh, I, I don't think we're going to beat you up, but we have to have a talk about, about the way this. you're employing children. Like this is not great." Uh, how are you allowed? Let how me buy you, you a bat coffee and tell you that how badly you're fucking this up. Oh, oh, that's hilarious. Uh, uh, there is a there is a, a scene in uh, one of the um, uh, one of the TV episodes where that Batman has been drugged uh, and he's off to try and rescue Robin, and the police have to ask him for the keys to the Batmobile, which is just fantastic. And he's like, "Of course, officer, you're absolutely right." <laughs> It's just, man, Adam West played it so earnestly. If I'm a you huge can't, fan you, of Adam West. How can yeah. you fault it? The man, everything the man ever did, he did earnestly, you know? Uh, especially in the character of Batman and Bruce Wayne. It was great. It was great. There's a sincerity <laughs> to his delivery in that role that makes Batman what he is today. Yep. Right? Yep. Like, I don't think, I don't think Michael Keaton could have stood on that rooftop and said, I'm Batman. If it if we hadn't been primed by Adam West just dropping those kind of lines, right? Exactly. And that's one of the things I noticed about this version of the Batsuit. It's very reminiscent of the 60s Batsuit. Large utility belt pockets, cowl with a with a collar, you he's know. Got a big ass pocket on his like he's, the, he's, he's a little cargo pants comic book. With a, yeah, he's yeah, got like a, a, like a holster on his hip. Yeah, you yeah. know, with his RoboCop uh, uh, grappling hook. 
and and the way the mask works uh, he had the eyebrows man he had some yeah. you know he had the eyebrows and, yeah I, I texted this to most the other week i'm like did you notice the eyebrow or yeah, the eyebrows. who knows who i said but like there are shots that i am completely convinced that they touched up the eyebrows with with cg kind of give us a little nod they were like the yeah okay yeah. we got it like we built it into the costume we made the eyebrows bigger but punch that up with some cg because we cut want to, that uh, white we want that white eyebrow action that's a christopher walken um you know what this needs more <laughs> eyebrow <laughs> that's exactly it well, and I don't know if there's a better place to to bring this uh, bring this to a close than yeah. I think once Walken, we get to Christopher Walken, demanding more, more eyebrows. I, I, so I have to tell you my my stupid Christopher Walken joke. Who was also in Batman? Um, so you know why yeah. Christopher Walken always talks so slowly? I don't <laughs> because he's not Christopher running. I know it's terrible. <laughs> That's 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 the that's dad level that's dad joke level bad. <laughs> I broke guy English, everyone. <laughs> no, you didn't. What you did is leave the perfect joke that I just wanted to leave you hanging on. I just, <laughs> I was like, do you know what? The funniest thing I could possibly say is, and I got to a bunch of alts in my head, and like nothing. Nothing. Just let just, that sit there. Dead air. That's just the best response ever. That's the best response ever. That's what got me. That would get me a telephone call from the station manager back in the day. Darren? Really? Darren? Oh, well, Darren, yeah. Darren, you know, you I mean, got I would some never do, Yeah, look, I would never do that to you on, you know, like real air. Uh, uh, love it. I mean, That's I guess, guess the internet is real air. I don't know. But yeah, it, it of course, there's an expected banter. But I swear to God, there is a comedy in silence. And when you make a joke like that, I don't yeah. know what to give you. Yeah, I want to give you a Zeppelin. box of chocolates, and when you open it, there is nothing in there. <laughs> like, that joke is disappointing on so many levels. Uh, no, I like it. I do <laughs> like it. Yeah, yeah. I would get you a box. That's no, at for least sure. the box, right? Yeah. yeah no, it's, uh, the thought yeah, is in the fact that you, you know, the yeah. thought that you, uh, the idea that you would think to make a joke back is the present itself, <laughs> right? Exactly. Well, well, guy, thank you so much. We're going to definitely keep the interval less than two years, I think, next time. It, uh, this has been a blast. It really is always very, very fun talking to you. Uh, now I have to find I, something to scoop uh, to scoop Dan and John with uh, for you. So you know, we'll, see. Like, we'll, we'll honestly, keep it collected. There's always other thoughts, kind of thing. Uh, I don't know if you may want to cut this. Uh, I think the last time we spoke, you were recording out of your car. And now I was, you've got, yeah. like the Batman. Like yeah, you're yeah. looking so pro. You got, <laughs> got it together. You're I've got killing an it, actual, man. You're doing great. Yeah. I have like 140 like square I, feet I of studio. Yeah. 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 So uh, I didn't show up for video. I mean, I, you know, <laughs> I've been. I did uh, only my mascara this morning and not, right. not this evening. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, the, okay. Real quick. You're looking great. You can... I love that cap. Thanks, man. This is an actual London cabbie cap I got from you know a shop it. in London, yeah. man. Thank you. Um, speaking of uh, speaking of having done the mascara and something that you can uh, not only feel a little bit of jealousy for, but also uh, uh, um, uh, you know relate to, uh, I was doing um, one of these with a friend of mine, uh, Vianne, uh, just just a friend of ours. She just happens to be connected to 
uh, a lot of the cast from from Star Trek. She's just been in the loop for some time. And so uh, we're visiting on her second appearance on the show and she's distracted for a moment by a text message. And she says, hold on, you know, I just need to check this real quick. Uh, and she says, oh, it's it's Chase Masterson, you know, Chase Masterson from Deep Space Nine. And uh, never and heard of her. Yeah, right. I've only ever. Uh, right. Only ever. And she's like, so hey, only ever um, dreamed of her. <laughs> exactly. She's like, so, hey, do you do you care if Chase comes on the show real quick? Right. And so I'm like, uh, no, not at all. That's totally awesome. And so, you know, impromptu Chase Masterson appearance on this podcast. And she says, well, I didn't realize there's video. And I said, well, you know, it is or is, and it's on, it's up to you. Uh, she goes, well, I didn't do my makeup. I said, well, neither, neither did we. And I've seen you in makeup. I've never seen Chase Masterson. And she's like, that's, that's just fine. And she came on air. So, you know, that you did your mascara in the morning, you're in good company guy uh here's what i'll tell you about chase Masterson. my one interaction with her is that back in the 90s the late 90s like 98 97 <clears throat> she was doing toronto trek uh and it, my friend this guy cyrus capadia his his cousin was visiting from england at the time uh and they decided to go as that species on the original series that was dressed as white and black. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't know, Cyrus was like my age, like 18, like late teens. And the cousin was like 12, eight, like, you know, like really young. Um, and they stood in line and they got to her table and she, loved it she was just cracking up she just felt that his little cousin was the most adorable thing That's awesome. like that whole like white black thing is just the dumbest uh, the dumbest and most accurate star trek thing you could do which Absolutely. is like hey let's just stick this in your face because <laughs> have you noticed never been political have you, right 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 yeah yeah a little bit like it's like have you noticed how dumb this is like it is so dumb Literally even, putting I, it in your face. I love, I love that. The just the premise of the episode is that James Kirk is like, I don't, what? I don't okay. get it. What, what? I, I seriously don't get it. Yep. <laughs> and it's I loved beautiful. it. Uh, so yeah, they both showed up there, and she was lovely, and she's she spent a few great minutes talking to, uh, you know, this young cousin of my my close friends. That's amazing. Uh, I've only experience. ever heard great things about her. I've only ever heard great things about her. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, and honestly, DS9 is one of my favorite shows, and That's, Lita is one of the better characters. Like, honestly, they made pretty much everybody a great character, even Morn. Yep. Your, your nom de plume. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't have a single line in the whole thing. I thought maybe they'd give him one in the last episode, but they didn't. Nope. He kept uh, his, and every Lurian since has never said anything. Right, but the <laughs> species as have, a whole has never spoken. <laughs> I know, but you still got a sense of his character, right? Yep. Like yep. you, you kind of know he's got a joy to vive. He's got a, like a, a he's weird, like a, funny background. Kind of the background R two D two. He's seen it all. He's yeah. he knows the whole narrative. You know exactly. All right. Anyway, man, thank you so much for having me on. It's been an absolute joy. Real, real thrilled talking to you. Yeah, uh, we'll see you out there in the ether of the internets. Yeah, and uh, we'll Great. catch up soon. Great and happy, strange new worlds to you. 
Yeah, tell people where to find you real quick. I know where to find you. Where do the people find you? Uh, I, I, I do a podcast called Biffcast, which is probably the only place you want to find me. Yeah, it's a really great show. I highly recommend. Uh, I only recommend a few podcasts. That's one of them. <laughs> I know. I, you honestly, you really plug us more than anybody else. And thank you so much for that. I, I mean, I'd give it. I have times where I'm grumpy about stuff and I don't. I, and that's not the entirety of my life. Right. So right. Uh, I, I think Biffcast is probably exactly where I want you to find me. Yep. Uh, I also make Photoshop, which is, I don't know, an upcoming app that you. It's, folks, it, it's like a, it's like a little uh, touch up doodad for pictures right. that you take on your camera, whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, if, My, uh... and, if, and if I said anything, anything that you're upset about, uh, you can always find me at at D. M O R E N <laughs> on twitter.com. <laughs> yes, yes, our good pal Guy English at D Morin on twitter.com. It's a little gag I like to play. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah it's no big deal. It's no big deal. Yeah, just a different That's well, good stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah. Um, all right, then. Well, folks, thanks again for listening. Uh, thank you, especially to the patrons uh, who support me uh, for as little as a dollar a month. You can join the club at patreon.com slash Dan Decker. And, um, you know, drop a drop a dollar bill my way and I'll say hello. Uh, otherwise, just uh, come back again next week for whatever the discussion may entail. Thank you, Guy, for joining us. And uh, as always, to you all, thanks and good night. Thanks.